0: Hello, this is Father Michael Eads from the Toronto Oratory, and you're listening to Lexio et Oratio, a short spiritual reading podcast, followed by a reflection. Mother Teresa, come be my light, the private writings of the Saint of Calcutta. Chapter 2 continued, not to refuse him anything. For almost eleven years, Mother Teresa had faithfully lived her vow of obedience. As a fervent Loretto sister, she believed that her religious superiors took the place of Christ, and therefore in conforming her will and judgment to theirs, and submitting to their commands, she was submitting to Christ himself. Though she endeavored to live the demanding vow of obedience to perfection, Her burning desire to prove her love was not yet satisfied. She wanted to give even more. So she bound herself by a vow to give to God anything that he might ask, not to refuse him anything, choosing to be considered accountable under pain of mortal sin. She knew well that the consequence of a mortal sin was the death of God's life in the soul, and ultimately, if unrepented, the loss of friendship with him for all eternity. The thought of even a momentary separation from him, by a single offense, was for her unbearable. Refusing anything to the one she loved was for her equivalent to the pain of eternal doom. Thus, she decided to consider even the smallest voluntary fault, the slightest refusal to submit to his will, as the greatest offense. Asked Jesus not to allow me to refuse him anything, however small, she later wrote to her spiritual director. I would rather die. Every new step in her life would be a new opportunity to testify to her fidelity to that promise. With her vow, Mother Teresa aimed at perfect interior compliance to what was most pleasing to God, even in the smallest detail. Hence, the vow implied a commitment to discern carefully the slightest manifestation of God's will in people, events, and things. This habitual and loving attentiveness to the present moment called for interior silence and recollection. In the silence of the heart God speaks, Mother Teresa would often say, with a conviction that sprang from being constantly attuned to his voice. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Angels of God are guardians, dear, to whom God's love commits us here ever this day be at our side, to light and guard, to rule and guide. Amen. Most sacred heart of Jesus, teacher of teachers, have mercy on us. Saint Philip Neri, gentle God of youth, patron of thy own, vessel of the Holy Ghost, pray for us. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Notice the connection between silence and obedience. Obedience involves hearing what the superior, what your leader commands, what he asks. Obedience hears it and fulfills it. To do something under obedience is to do what is asked. By someone who is above you. Who has authority. Who is meant to guide you. And Mother Teresa practiced this obedience. Down to the smallest details. And therefore she had to be attentive. She had to hear. What God wanted from her. In the smallest details. But in order to hear that. In order to be attentive. She had to be silent so she could hear it. In the silence of the heart, God speaks. Now there is an exterior silence, a lack of noise around one, but there's also an interior silence in which we begin to close off all kinds of interior thoughts and distractions, things that God is not asking us to ponder or consider or imagine where we shut things off so that we can be constantly attentive to God. We can be attuned to his voice. And the greater the obedience we want to offer to God, the more we have to listen. And the more we have to listen, the more detailed that listening has to be, the more we have to be interiorly silent and recollected. Recollected means knowing that God is present, knowing what God is willing, being aware of his presence, of his will. And this obedience that requires listening in silence is fundamentally motivated by what? By love. It's love that makes Mother Teresa want to be so obedient. It's because she loves Jesus that she wants to do his will. And it's because she wants to do his will that she wants to choose whatever means are available to her for fulfilling that will. And she discovered in her own case the best means available, the thing that would help her more than anything else to do the will of Jesus at every moment was this special vow. This promise directly made to God, that's what a vow is, a promise made directly to God that she would refuse him nothing, however small. She wanted that vow to be so serious and so binding on her, to help her so much. This is what she felt. This is what she knew worked for her she would bind herself under pain of mortal sin. That is, if she knew, if she refused, she would be saying to God, I prefer something else to you. That's what a mortal sin is. A mortal sin is when we say, I prefer this pleasure, this act to God's will. When it's a serious matter, a grave matter, involving full knowledge and complete consent. And when we do that, tell God, I don't want to be with you anymore. And for Mother Teresa, the means to fulfilling her constant obedience was this vow. So let us pray tonight that you and I will follow God's will in whatever he's asking and that we will take up the means that we need. We cannot imitate the saints in all their details because we have a different history, a different calling, a different work to do. But what we can imitate them in is begging God to fill us with love, filling us with obedience, fill us with interior silence, recollection, and then giving us the prudence to follow whatever means will best allow us to do God's will. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen.